Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, we talk about breakdowns. You've likely heard of them. You may have experienced them. But today, I'm going to teach you why they are a good thing and how they are linked to breakthroughs. Now, breakdowns look a little bit different for everyone. For some people, they're a really big and very dramatic affair. And other people like to experience them in a very private way. Either way, they're real and they're a very big deal. And I personally believe that no one is immune to them. We all have them in our own way. But not everybody is necessarily ready to talk about them. Or they might be so completely unconscious that they don't even realize what is happening. They just think that they are going through a really big bad, long stroke of bad luck. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First off, I'm going to explain exactly what breakthroughs are. Then in our second segment, I'm going to explain why they happen. In our third segment, I have a very important announcement for you, and I'm going to challenge you to do something brave. So get ready. And then in our last segment, I'm going to give you some tips to handle your breakdowns. But first, I want to start with a story. I want to share a story of my trip to Turkey that I took back in 2008. Now, this was an amazing trip. And actually, I was heading on my very first ever yoga retreat on the west coast of Turkey. But I added a couple days onto the trip at the very beginning to have some time in Istanbul because it is such a culture-rich city with an incredible history. And I got to experience some very fascinating things like seeing actual whirling dervishes, hearing the call to prayer, and swimming in the Mediterranean. Now, Istanbul was a city of contrast to me. It was so modern, yet they upheld their traditions. And one of my highlights of that trip was visiting the mosques. This was my first time ever inside a mosque, believe it or not. Now, the Blue Mosque, obviously built in the 1600s, it fits up to 20,000 people. It's a very sacred place of worship, and it's beautiful. And then at night, they do a laser light show outside of the building. And so I found that contrast pretty cool. But I was actually more fascinated by the Hagia Sophia, which was just breathtaking. And the history behind it blew my mind. It was originally built as a Christian church in the year 537. Then it was converted to a mosque. And when they added the Muslim signs and the icons all throughout the inside, they covered over all the Christian symbols. So it's an architectural wonder, and it's very rich in history, having proudly served two of the most significant religions of the world. It's a true holy place. Now, this is by far one of the most beautiful sites I've ever seen. It functioned as a mosque until about 1935, and now it's a museum. But what was really fascinating to me 
was the architecture and the artwork. You can wander around and you can see all the Christian mosaics that had been covered over with plaster when it became a mosque. And this was fascinating to me that they weren't destroyed or removed, but they could have been. It's almost as if enough respect existed for what they represented or for the intricate artwork. They were covered over, not removed. And what was most ironic of all to me was that the plaster that was used to hide these Christian symbols actually served to preserve them over time. And you can see many of them today because they've been preserved so well. And as I walked through this building, I was overwhelmed by the history. Whenever I view history or art, I appreciate the beauty at the surface level, yes. But for me, I can't help but consume it at a deeper level and think about the purpose and about the intention of the people who created it, at what their intention and purpose was, at their hard work and their passion, and about the impact that their creation had on others. And I took away two things from the Hagia Sophia. One, that even though religion served to seek out followers and to have an identity, and that's how they are different from other religions and, and other belief systems, they're really not that different at all. Here's a building that managed to serve people of two different major religions. And the second thing was that the tearing down and building up is just a natural cycle of human evolution. As our guide had explained to us, Turkey was the most conquered nation, and he said it with great pride. Now, this is something that I typically wouldn't think of as something that you would be proud of, but for him, he saw it as something that he was very proud of because they were so highly sought after, and they welcomed change, they accepted it, they expected it as part of their process, a part of being so highly desired. If we didn't have this cycle of breakdown and breakthrough, we would never grow. We wouldn't be here today with technology, would we? We'd still be living in caves. And I can't help but see how this cycle of breakdown and breakthroughs and think that mosaics are really a perfect representation of this process, aren't they? Have you ever admired the beauty of a mosaic? They're fascinating, really. It's an intentional and chosen art form. It would be easier to just build something with art supplies. But no, it's an art form that intentionally uses old materials or recycled materials, materials that had a previous intention or existence. And I appreciate mosaics not only for their beauty, but for how they are created. They're constructed from pieces which combine to create something bigger and more beautiful. Do you see how a mosaic is a perfect metaphor for breakdown and breakthrough? because a mosaic is often built from broken pieces. The destruction of something has to happen in order to build something else. It's a necessary process. And I believe it is a beautiful metaphor for what happens to us when we break down and break through. It's necessary to go through the breaking down process in order to create something new, something bigger, something more magnificent and more glorious. It's as if we're breaking ourselves down to build a more powerful version of ourselves. It's a necessary and beautiful process. 
start by defining what a breakdown is. They can be prompted by many different things, such as an illness, a health scare, either to you or to a loved one. It can be the loss of a job, a big hit to your business, or breakup of a relationship. Something tragic might happen to you, to your home, your physical space, or you can be hit by any combination of different things where not just one disappointment happens, but a combination of a bunch of them, and that is particularly overwhelming. And when these tragedies or disappointments happen to us, we feel like we just can't handle it or we can't process what's happening to us. We can't cope. And then we break down. And this manifests in all of us differently. Sometimes it's complete and utter withdrawal where you just don't feel like you want any contact to the outside world. It might even feel like a bit of a depression that you can't seem to shake. Sometimes we can feel particularly dependent on the help of others and want people around us taking care of everything else for us. There's no right or wrong for a breakdown. There's no one form that a breakdown has to take. No one is better than another. Over the years as a yoga teacher and a coach, I've witnessed many of them and I've been through many of them on my own at different points in my life. What about you? Have you ever had a mini breakdown in a yoga class where it feels like a huge emotional release? Maybe you've had a little bit of a cry. And this is one of the most beautiful things about yoga. And one of the reasons why we can't ever group it into the general exercise category because we are intentionally using postures with our body to facilitate transformation physically and emotionally. We intend to release energy and repressed emotions to facilitate healing. And with yoga asanas, we can do this either proactively or it can happen to us. The common ones that we talk about are doing a lot of backbends or postures where uh, we're opening our heart. Doing them can make us feel really vulnerable. And when we feel overwhelmed, a lot of emotion comes up and really gets released. Now this can be combined with also opening the hips or especially specifically around the psoas muscles because this is a place of the body where we store unexperienced emotions. So if we're really busy in life and we don't have time to deal with something emotionally or to understand it, we might think that we're going to skip over it, but it's always going to be there waiting for us later on and surface either at an inappropriate or an appropriate time for us to deal with it. So you can look at it at one or two ways. You can go to class to deal with stuff proactively, or you can go to class and figure out that there's stuff there to deal with. Either way, you know that your yoga class is always a representation of what is going on in your bigger life. And in those instances where your breakdowns involve a tragedy like an illness or the loss of a loved one, I send you lots of love. If any of you are going through this right now, I know it's hard and I know it hurts. And whatever is happening to you is tragic. And often in this time, there's something underneath, something underlying that is part of your growth or a call for you to recognize the need to make a change in your life. So if you are there right now, I will say to you, do the best to take care of yourself in this tragedy. And when you're through it, then you're going to be able to look back on it with perspective to see if there's something there for you to learn or understand. The truth is that breakdowns happen. They're a part of life. 
but more importantly, they're necessary for growth. Here's how I always like to explain breakdowns. Think of your closet where you keep your clothes. You have a finite amount of space in it. And let's say that your closet is full of clothes right now and you wanna buy a bunch of new things, but there's nowhere for you to keep them. There's no extra space in your closet. So in order to have space in your closet for the new clothes, you're going to have to get rid of some of the old ones. And this is often what's happening during a breakdown. There's some part of you that you need to let go of. Maybe beliefs, maybe patterns, It could be an old part of you that no longer serves you and you've got to let go of it to make space for the new powerful parts of you. I like to think of them as a forced wake-up call, either because we're off our path, we veered off somehow and we're heading in the wrong direction, or they can sometimes be a mandatory timeout to force us to slow down. Now, there is a silver lining A good breakdown is always followed by a brilliant breakthrough. And that's a great tweetable. I'm going to say that again. A good breakdown is always followed by a brilliant breakthrough. And a breakthrough is always a big realization or a chance for us to bravely step forward into something. And I can hardly talk about breakdowns without talking about resistance. Breakdowns often happen when we hold a lot of resistance to something. And by resistance, I mean we're fighting against something or we're not allowing something to happen to us. Quite often, we receive a lot of warning signs before a breakdown happens, telling us that we need to slow down or we need to change our ways. When we resist something, we are fighting against it. Think of a dam that is holding back a large volume of water. The dam is the resistance and the water is trying so hard to break through the dam. And when we finally allow it to come through, it comes rushing through with so much power and force, it surges through us. And so when there is an inner struggle or battle that happens, and as soon as we succumb, the breakthrough happens. Breakdowns and breakthroughs are exhausting, especially when we have a lot of resistance and we've fought them. They take up a lot of energy. When we do things that are normal for us, that are inside our comfort zone, it takes us regular amounts of energy to handle them. But when we do things that are scary for us, outside of our comfort zone, or that cause us to grow, this takes up extra energy. And so it is with a breakdown. And as a result, we're extra tired and we're depleted. And so when we're in the process of breakdowns, we wanna pay attention to the process. We wanna be conscious of the growth and we wanna answer whatever needs come up. We might need to sleep more. We might need a little bit more water. We might need more downtime or time on our own. Everyone is different. I call this a growth hangover. And it not only impacts you emotionally, but also physically, just like a hangover from too much alcohol or too much food. It's a lot for your body to process and it requires a lot of extra energy. So I wanna give you some tips for an evolved approach to handling your breakdowns and breakthroughs. But first, I have an exciting announcement for you. So I have two really exciting announcements for you that you're going to love. One I'm gonna share with you today, and then the other one I'm gonna share in two weeks from now because we have a couple things we're still getting ready for you. 
So I want to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for your amazing support of this podcast and all you guys who listen regularly every week. It makes my heart smile every Monday morning when I wake up and I see that tons of you have already listened to the episode before I've even started my day. That makes me so excited. And I love to hear emails from you about aha moments that you've had or when you've been inspired to do something brave as a result of something that we talked about. And I know that most of you devour the content each week as soon as it comes out. And I'm really proud that our downloads are growing each and every week, which tells me that we're on the right track, that my vision of teaching people that personal growth helps business growth is actually on track. And since this is episode 40 of our weekly podcast, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. So I've decided to keep going into my second year, but I've decided to take things up a notch. And I really want to build community and get you to be part of the conversation, literally. So last week, I warned you that I was going to challenge you to tap into your entrepreneurial superpower of courage and here it goes. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give each and every one of you the opportunity to step up, to be brave, to share your stories and your journey with each episode. So what does that look like? Well, there's gonna be a lot of different things, a lot of different opportunities for you to engage at whatever level you feel comfortable doing. So I'm going to be doing Facebook live broadcasts about two to three times a week. I'm going to be talking about the content in each episode, and you will have the chance to watch the video live and ask me any questions about it, or post comments on the video and answer the questions, or ask questions, and I'll give you a shout out in in the following video. And for those of you who are feeling particularly brave, I'm also going to be doing live broadcast coaching sessions each week with one of you based on the topic in that week's podcast. Sound pretty cool? I think so. So here's the thing. This little experiment will only work if you guys participate. If I show up and it's just me and there's you know no comments and no one in the coaching hot seat, then it's not going to be very interesting, is it? And so whatever saboteurs are coming up right now for you, you just tell them where to go and listen to your heart instead because here's the deal. The most important thing that I have learned over these years as a coach is that people are hungry for an opportunity to be seen and heard. And I know that when you step up and you do brave things, good things happen for you in return, right? The universe always rewards bravery, always. And I've had a lot of guidance lately to build this business in a way that authentically builds and creates community not just grows subscribers or numbers, but an actual strong network of powerful leaders uh, like around the globe. And that's why you're here. And with the way that my business is taking shape, it's just a natural opportunity to socialize and share the content that I've been engaging with you with the community because nobody knows it better than you do. I know a lot of people have a growth strategy with their podcast of interviewing really famous, very high profile people. And I think that's a brilliant growth strategy. But I also know that I like to do things a little bit differently. I believe that there's a different way to grow this business. 
And I believe that it's by leveraging the strength and the courage of you, of the community. And that's why I started posting quotes in my social media with sayings from you guys, from the community members, because famous people are already famous. They don't need to be more famous. But I have an opportunity to give you airtime, to give you exposure, and to give you a platform to do something bold, to help you be seen, to help you face your fear and be the one who inspires others. This is what I believe. I know it's a little crazy. I know it's a big ask, but I also know that you're ready for it. And I've always had this perspective on leadership that if you are a leader, you should never ask people to do something that you are not prepared to do yourself, right? We've talked about this before. Model the behavior that you want. If you want people to be courageous, then you have to be courageous. If you want people to be vulnerable, then you have to be vulnerable and show them how it's done. Now, I would never ask you guys to do something that I wouldn't do myself. And on that note, I had the awkward pleasure of starting with Facebook Live this week. And I did a couple of live demos. Now, if you've had the pleasure of doing video before, you know what I'm gonna be talking about. It's challenging. You're faced with a whole army of saboteurs judging you on every single level. Not just the usual ones that are judging what you have to say and what people are gonna think of you, but there's the whole camera saboteurs of, why did you wear that? What's wrong with that angle? Oh, why are you smiling so much? Now, <laughs> it's doing live video takes that up even another notch because you're not allowed to edit yourself. As you're recording it, people are seeing it. It's a live stream. So this was new for me, and I'm not going to lie to you. It was pretty scary, and the videos <laughs> are kind of rough, but I did it somehow because I knew that I was going to be making this big ask of you. I was going to be asking you to be courageous and I couldn't shake it out of doing it myself. So I'm going to do this little experiment over the next couple of months to see how it goes. If you feel inspired to take action, act. Don't overthink it. Listen to your heart and take action. If you want to watch the videos, they're going to be on my Facebook page at The Corporate Yogi. If you want to catch anything live or if you want to be coached live by me, then be sure to subscribe to my newsletter and all the details about those events will come to you in my weekly newsletter. So if you already get an email from me on Tuesdays with a link to this podcast, then you know that you're already subscribed to the newsletter. But if you want to subscribe, then you can head over to thecorporateyogi.com and sign up for that there. Remember, the universe always rewards bravery. So I want to give you some tips on an evolved approach to handling your breakdowns. Tip number one is surrender. The absolute worst thing you can do with a breakdown is to try to avoid it or fight it or meet it with more resistance. You wouldn't put gasoline on a fire, would you? Well, that's what happens when you try to fight or avoid your breakdown. Tip number two, see the gift. All breakdowns happen for a reason. There's some sort of greater intelligence. And the quicker you learn the lesson, the more quickly you'll be able to move on. See the gift. And with tragedies, like I talked about earlier, when you have the loss of a loved one, or there's some sort of critical health or sickness in you or your, or your family, this intelligence is often revealed in hindsight. 
And remember with breakdowns and breakthroughs, they are a cycle and there are lessons all around the world for us to reveal this. A rainbow can only happen after a rainstorm. Remember how we talked about the mosaic? They can only be created through the destruction of something else. Something else has to die off to facilitate the birth of something else that is stronger and more beautiful. And tip number three, be conscious of the process. And this one takes a little while to get, but when you're in a breakdown, try to put more attention on knowing where you are rather than succumbing to the emotion. It's more about observing the emotion and being guided by it than allowing yourself to be consumed by it. It helps to tell someone about what you're going through, to conscious the fact to them and tell them what you need. Ask them to you know, give you help or to check in with you tomorrow. But when you're in the thick of it, try to know that you're in the thick of it instead of being consumed by it. So let's recap those three tips. First, surrender. Second, see the gift. And lastly, be conscious of the process. And I want to close with one of my favorite quotes from the legendary Leonard Cohen. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on breakdowns and breakthroughs. I hope you enjoy this episode and that you're going to take me up on my challenge to engage with this content. Subscribe to my newsletter if you want to see the videos or you can visit the Facebook page at The Corporate Yogi. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.